Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is February 21st. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be discussing some news. Again, this is kind of the lull state of the offseason, so it may not be all Dolphins news is across the NFL, but some of it can pertain to the Dolphins. So among the uh, the news that will be discussed in today's episode, Tua uploaded a new picture of himself working out, and a lot of people are actually very excited because it looks like you can see some noticeable gains. So we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be discussing the Eagles trading quarterback Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts. The Texans release J.J. Watt, and I want to talk about it because he's a free agent. Some people are saying, should the Dolphins be one team to go make a move for him? I'm also going to discuss some other potential landing spots for the legend J.J. Watt, and then we're also going to discuss some other news from across the NFL. Now, uh, first, I want to say thank you guys for the well wishes. Uh, As you guys know, I record this over here in Texas. If you've been keeping up with the news, Texas got hit by a really bad uh, snowstorm. It was actually the part of that polar vortex and especially areas in central Texas that aren't really used to snow they got hit pretty hard it caused a power uh, grid issue where a lot of people didn't have power they weren't able to have water and it was just a huge mess I didn't have power for three days so no heat no electricity uh, and it was just overall pretty tough I'm thankful that I wasn't in one of the the areas that was hit so hard Uh, I have friends over there in San Antonio and Austin they had a bunch of snow I had friends posting that they had to boil snow for water because there was a boil water notice because some contamination over there and just overall no power uh, low 20s degrees some even lower and then I also had a friend who was just extremely unfortunate and he had a fire in his house that took down a big part of it and it's just a really tough uh, little situation that happened here in Texas but I want to thank you guys for the well wishes again I'm very grateful that I wasn't in one of the areas that was hit harder for me it was just more of an inconvenience or a very frustrating time period but for a lot of other people they weren't as lucky so uh, you know hopefully everybody else is all right here in Texas now again we're in this kind of lull period of the off season if you guys listen to me in years prior as we get towards the draft it seems like every Every single time they're going to hype up each one of the quarterbacks that are in that top tier, you know, because these guys are potential franchise changers. They have to build up that anticipation, build up the hype for each of these guys. And it seems like as we get closer to uh, pre-draft time, they build up each single one. And that's kind of what we're starting to see now. I've already seen headlines. Is Zach Wilson the favorite over Trevor Lawrence now? And I'm sure we're going to see stuff. Is Justin Fields the favorite? Oh, is he the next Peyton Manning? Is he the best cerebral quarterback to ever come out? Are they going to say, this guy is the next Mahomes? I've already seen that about Zach Wilson. So my issue is that I don't really like to entertain those kind of fluff stories that they just kind of use to build up the anticipation. Other examples that I can point to is uh, Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle. Should the Dolphins be a team to go after Russell Wilson? I really don't think uh, Russell Wilson's going anywhere, and I don't expect the Dolphins to somehow land a guy like Russell Wilson. So I don't really like entertaining those kind of stories because to me they just seem like a whole bunch of fluff just used to kind of build up this anticipation and kind of keep the NFL relevant during the offseason so I like when we get this kind of news that we can kind of sink our teeth into but during the offseason it is far more rare than I would like it to be but first news we have here is that Tua uploaded a series of pictures of himself working out and a lot of people are hyped up because he does look pretty in shape in these pictures and it's not like he was out of shape again this is an NFL 
athlete, so it's not like he was completely out of shape. But if you looked at him last season, I could see why some people would be a little bit worried, especially at the beginning of the season. I saw pictures of him. Again, he was coming off of a devastating hip injury. I'm sure he didn't really have as much time to pack on muscle because he was spending so much time in rehabilitation. But now it looks like he's finally picking up some of that. Uh, if Before last season, again, it's not like he was completely out of shape, but his arms did look a little bit small. It did look like there was kind of a lack of definition in that whole area. I don't really think it showed too much in his uh, film. I think there were a ton of throws that showcased his arm strength, but there were also some instances where it kind of did look like you wish there was a little bit more zip on the ball. But if you look at these new pictures that Tua uploaded of himself, you can tell there is a noticeable kind of uh, area of definition right there in the kind of the brachialis to get technical right over there near his bicep, kind of also leading into the forearm, and then you see a nice good bit of tricep in there as well. A lot of definition, definitely a lot more size than we saw last season, especially in the arm area. And then in the legs, he is also extremely defined, but I think that was kind of his strong point. I really do think there was a chance that his weight of 217 last year might have actually been a little bit lower, but if there's one area that you can kind of tell there's a lot of weight, it's in his legs, and especially now, if you look at the definition in his calf area, to his hamstrings, to the glute area, just a ton of a difference here. It really does look like Tua has packed on a good chunk of muscle already very early on in the offseason. Something I said after the season ended was I'm sure Tua is one of those players that, you know, he said himself he's not happy with how he played in his rookie season, and I'm sure the second the season ended, he was already thinking of ways to get back, uh, get back and be better than he was, and clearly it looks like physically he is on the right track to improving for this upcoming season. Now, to stick with the quarterbacks here, the Eagles traded quarterback Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts. It's news that wasn't really shocking. Uh, I, myself, as well as a ton of other people, predicted him going to the Indianapolis Colts because the Indianapolis Colts were in a tough position. If you looked at the roster they had, if you remember back, I was not a fan of them signing Phillip Rivers because their team looked pretty good. Their defense was good. They rebuilt that offensive line, pushing them to the top of the league. And it was really a shame because they're a win-now team. And Phillip Rivers was very obviously not going to be the guy at this point in his career to get him there. So now, fast forward, the Colts were in this difficult situation where they needed to make a move for the best quarterback available because that is their biggest missing piece that is separating them from a Super Bowl. Now, unfortunately for them, Deshaun Watson, who was kind of on the market per se, hypothetically, he is not going to get traded in their own division, so they kind of had to write that off. Next, you had Matt Stafford, who I thought would have been a marvelous move for the Colts to go out there and make, but then the Rams ended up doing this. So basically, the only option really left for them if they wanted to kind of keep this momentum and really go for a playoff push was to get Carson Wentz because of the upside that was there. Again, if you look at the division they're in, the Jaguars one of the youngest teams in football. They are still a few years, even if Trevor Lawrence looks really good. Uh, the Houston Texans are a mess, and the Tennessee Titans are one injury from Derrick Henry away from being an average football team. This is a very much a winnable division, and I think Carson Wentz gives them a good chance, but I will say, I have never seen a quarterback fall from grace at a rapid rate, I think. Maybe I'm forgetting somebody. At the rate, though, that Carson Wentz did, because Carson Wentz was playing at an MVP level that year where he tore his, uh, his ACL diving for the touchdown. Uh, Nick Foles ended up taking over and getting them that Super Bowl win. But prior
prior to that, Carson Wentz was really, truly a magician. He was basically the Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. That might be a little bit of a hyperbole, but he really was doing some magical things, escaping the pocket, throwing on the run to a not-so-good group of receivers over there in Philadelphia. So, again, you have the upside potentially. Can we get this version of Carson Wentz back? Can having a great offensive line over there in Indianapolis help him return to that form? And frankly, if it does pay off, I think the Colts are in a very good position to be a good team in the playoffs. But again, Carson Wentz was absolutely miserable last year, and it's very, you know, it's very realistic to think that they could end up getting that version of Carson Wentz too. So that's something that I think they were kind of cornered in a position where that was the only move they could make, and if they didn't do that move, then they would be wasting a very good roster. So at least now they're taking the chance to make a run for the playoffs. Now, the next topic here, we're going to stay in the AFC South. It was the Houston Texans releasing probably the best player in their franchise's history in J.J. Watt. They released J.J. Watt, and this is very strange because the Houston Texans are a team that is completely devoid of assets towards building towards the future. They don't have the cap space. They don't have uh, the draft capital. They desperately need any sort of, of picks that they could get in the future to continue to rebuild their roster, but instead they have nothing and they elect to release J.J. Watt and get nothing in return. And I understand why they did it. J.J. Watt is an upstanding guy, a professional in every sense of the word, and giving your uh, legend uh, in this uh, sense, uh, giving him the opportunity to hit free agency early, it's a very, you know, uh, it's a very respectable thing to do, but given the position that the Texans are in, it's still very, very shocking to me to see them go this route. It reminds me of the 2019 season that the Dolphins were heading into without all the promise of the future, which is very bad because we knew the Dolphins were going to have it rough in 2019, but we also knew that they were accruing a ton of cap space. They were getting a ton of draft picks and the future was going to be extremely bright. But now we see the Houston Texans heading into a similar spot, but without the whole promise of the future looking good. They don't have the cap space. They don't have the draft capital. There is really not much that looks promising for the future of the Houston Texans. So now a lot of people are saying, well, where should J.J. Watt go? Some people are saying, should the Dolphins be a team that makes a move to go out and get J.J. Watt? And again, J.J. Watt is an upstanding guy, a professional in every sense of the word, a guy that could completely rally a, a locker room. And I've mentioned how the Dolphins are building a very strong culture here in Miami. Adding J.J. Watt to that would only amplify it by a ton. And from that sense, I think he could be of value to just about any team in the NFL at the right price. Again, he is a little bit on the old side. He has battled a ton of injuries. He's obviously not the defensive player of the year caliber guy that he once was, but at the end of the day, he is still a valuable asset that you could bring in to any team. So at the right price, should the Dolphins be in the mix? I say, sure. I'm not going to argue against bringing in a guy like J.J. Watt. Even if he isn't as much of a factor as he is on the field, he could be a massive help to some of the younger guys, and I still think he has a little bit left in the tank. But why I don't think the Dolphins are necessarily going to be one of the front runners to getting J.J. Watt is, one, because I think there's going to be a few teams that may be willing to pay more to get J.J. Watt. I don't know if the Dolphins are really in a position where they're going to, you know, break the bank to bring in J.J. Watt, whereas I wouldn't be surprised.
surprised if another team were to do that. But then there's also the potential that we don't know if that's what J.J. Watt even cares about. It seems like all the rumors that are coming out is that J.J. Watt wants to play for a championship immediately. And even though I think the Dolphins' future looks great, I got to admit there's a, probably a few other teams that if he wanted a guarantee more of a better chance, like he could just go to the Buccaneers if he wanted to. He could go to the Green Bay Packers. He could take a very cheap deal and go to the Chiefs. If he truly does want just the best chance at getting a Super Bowl, then he could elect to go one of those routes instead. So I don't think the Dolphins are necessarily the front runners. I wouldn't want them to necessarily overpay for J.J. Watt, but if they could get him at the right price, then I'm not going to be down on bringing in a guy, like I said, just an upstanding guy, an absolute professional in every sense of the word. I wouldn't be against it just at the right price, but I don't think the Dolphins are necessarily going to be the front runners. I would more like, more than likely bet on him going to Pittsburgh with his two brothers over there playing for the Steelers, even though I do think the Steelers are at a little bit of a crossroads with Ben Roethlisberger over there, or I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, him going to the Buccaneers. I think the Packers are probably going to be the second choice over there. I've seen some people time to Buffalo. So I think there are a few teams that are probably going to be higher on the radar for J.J. Watt than the Dolphins would be. So guys, that is how I'm going to wrap up today's episode. As always, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so. That is at ShadySteven and at Via the Source. If you have any topics or questions that you would like for me to discuss on future episodes, feel free to send them over to me on Twitter, and I'll gladly discuss them in a future episode. But guys, that is how I'm going to wrap it up. I appreciate your support as always. Until next time, I'm Steven Masso, and this was Via the Source.